really want Ben Roethlisberger back? Does Ben really want to be back? If he wants to be back, what are his reasons for that? And how much more can we possibly parse every syllable of what Kevin Colbert spoke to this subject yesterday? Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. I offer up one of these every Monday through Friday, bright and early in the morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I also offer up Daily Shots of Penguins and Pirates. Colbert has an annual meeting with reporters. It's usually in an office over on the south side with a really small group of people who cover the team on a daily basis. Dale Lolly of DK Pittsburgh Sports has for a very long time been part of that session. I've been in there myself. It's usually uh, a an informal chat. Uh, we don't have tape recorders on. We're not tweeting things out of the room. We're just sitting there speaking with the GM of the Steelers. Art Rooney does something similar. I've participated in other sessions with other teams that are like that. And it's it's a way of those teams letting you know certain things that they want you to know so that their side of a given situation can get out. You know, so it's not just always the player or the agent and then you never hear from the team. And because they don't want to be quoted on that directly because they don't want it to in, uh, infect any relationship that they might have with a player, an agent, another team, the league, whatever the the topic is, they prefer it this way. Now, in corona times, that's not possible. So Colbert's session with reporters Yesterday was via the standard Zoom call, and everything that Colbert said became public, and, you know, to their knowledge, they knew it was going to be. So when Colbert was asked right off the bat about the Steelers' standing, their current standing with Roethlisberger, here was the entirety of of the GM's response. As we sit here today, Ben is a member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he met with Art Rooney. He went with Coach Tomlin. He met with myself uh, shortly after the season ended. Uh, he reiterated that to us, that he wants to continue to play. And we, we told him, quite frankly, we have to look at this current situation. You know, Art Rooney addressed that, that with Ben's current uh, cap number, um, some adjustment will have to be made, and we're not negotiating as, as we sit here and answer this question. You know, Ben Roethlisberger is on the team. Ben Roethlisberger did a lot of really good things last year, and we anticipate that he could still do some good things moving forward. So hopefully there's a way that we can try to figure out and do what's best for the organization and do what's best for Ben, and hopefully he'll be able to see that and feel the same way we do. But there's a lot of work that needs to be done, not only with Ben, but just with the whole 
uh, unrestricted free agent class and our whole cap situation as well. Now, like I said, we can parse away at this. You can say, well, what does that mean when he says he's still part of the team? Well, he, he, he just is. Ben's still part of the team. What does he mean when he says, as we sit here? Does that mean tomorrow when we're not sitting here, he won't be? Colbert's a plain talker. Yes, he keeps things close to the vest. And no, he absolutely is not prone to giving out information he doesn't want to give out. And I can promise you that he had quite the dialogue before this session yesterday with Burt Lauten and the Steelers' other media relations people to discuss, hey, how am I going to put this? How am I going to put this that it doesn't blow up in our faces? How am I going to say something about the franchise first ballot Hall of Fame quarterback where I'm not risking anything here? And that's what he came away with. To me, it felt like pretty straight shooting. The Steelers have had their deceptions over the years. They've had their missteps, mistakes, uh, misdirections. And I'm thinking specifically here off the top of my head with the Bruce Arians debacle telling everybody that he was retired when that was news to Bruce and obviously news to Bruce's new ring that he just put on. The Steelers have a way of pushing people out the door where they don't want to make themselves look bad. This goes all the way back to the Super Steelers years, to Franco Harris being sent off to Seattle because the Steelers were not going to be told who's boss in a contract situation, and then using that as an example for the longest time about why you should never cross the Steelers, because it happened even to Franco. Look what happened to Franco. One year with that stupid bird on his helmet. It happened in different ways with Troy Polamalu, with James Harrison. The Steelers each time come out smelling like a rose. So if you're of the mindset that the Steelers are trying to pave a path to push Ben out the door without being vilified for it, then they're off to a pretty solid start, if you're of that mind. If your thinking is that the salary cap uncertainty, the state of other players, particularly on the offense, and all those other things that Colbert threw out there yesterday that could be influential to Ben's decision as to whether or not he wants to return, if you think those were all put out there just to protect the Steelers in the event that Ben either chooses to not come back or doesn't agree to the money terms or whatever it is, that's fine. That's fine. You have precedent on your side. I'm not there. I'm not there even a little bit. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by our new partners at Fubo TV. If you're paying around 200 bucks a month for cable as most of us do, Fubo TV is 65 bucks a month to watch all the same channels with an emphasis on sports and now including AT&T Sportsnet Pittsburgh, meaning you can watch all the Penguins games, all the Pirates games and you've basically lost all your excuses to hang on to cable. 
For our listeners only, go to FuboTV.com slash DK to get 15% off your first month. One more time, FuboTV.com slash DK, 15% off your first month. Let me tell you why I'm not thinking that the Steelers are doing something to prep for Ben's exit. The number one, the number one thing at the top of my list is that Ben has had these guys under his thumb for a very, very long time. They don't know another way. I don't know that they can face a life without Ben. I mean, I'm sure they've had to consider it. I'm sure it was at least in the back of their minds when they invested a third-round pick in Mason Rudolph. But I don't believe that the culture that exists within the offices on the south side is such that Rooney, Colbert, and Tomlin are all kind of getting together going, how can we get rid of Ben? How can we do that so that we can play Rudolph? I'm not buying that. If they want cap savings, they'll get cap savings. If they don't agree with the players or player, since really Ben Roethlisberger was the one who singularly cited Juju Smith-Schuster, that he'd want back, they'd find a way to work around that. They've had other personnel disagreements with Ben, and they've gotten their way at least some of the time. I don't get the sense at all that they're orchestrating this. I get the exact opposite sense. I think this is all Ben. I think Ben feels like he knows he has the Steelers in a vulnerable position. He's going to be 39 years old this year, but he showed himself pretty well at least through 10, 11, 12 games, you know, depending on where you want to classify the second half of the Indianapolis game, you know. He had a decent three, no, not decent, a pretty good to really good three quarters of the schedule. At which point, Baltimore, Washington, and other teams figured out that, hey, this dude's not throwing downfield. Let's just bring everybody up to the line of scrimmage and make life hell for him. And then they did. But Ben, I'm sure, feels confident in his ability. He has to feel way more confident in his health than he did at this time a year ago. So now he's got the Steelers in a position where, look, they're asking him for a concession of some kind. I mean, he'll eventually get all the money that he's due, but a concession in terms of how he gets paid, how much of it is now, how much of it is five years from now, ten years from now, however it is that they figure it out. So he's thinking, let's see what I can get out of this. Let's see what I can get out of this. I just lost my center and best friend on the team. I just lost a tight end who was my other best friend on the team. Those two, of course, being Marquise Pouncey and Vance McDonald in that order. I might lose Juju Smith-Schuster, who, even though the targets don't tell that story, is my favorite wide receiver on the team. 
Ben has referred to Juju repeatedly as the number one receiver on the team, including all through the 2020 season. Ben openly lobbied for Juju within minutes of the conclusion of the playoff loss to Cleveland. So he's thinking, let's make sure that I get what I want if I'm going to do this. And let's make things at least a little bit uneasy for them, meaning the Steelers. Because Alejandro Villanueva is probably not going to be back either. Zach Banner is going to be your left tackle. What are you going to do about Matt Filer, who's a free agent? Who's going to be the running back? Uh, If Juju's gone, what are your depth options at wide receiver? I think the no-brainer solution from a starting standpoint is to bump James Washington up. How are things going to work with Matt Canada now that you've fired my other best bud, Randy Feetner? But chiefly, I would imagine it's going to be about making sure that he's protected. I've said several times since Marquise Pouncey's retirement that there's no draft answer for replacing Pouncey. Certainly not in 2021. There aren't many Marquises out there who are just going to walk onto the field in Latrobe and knock everybody over. They're going to have to go sign a free agent, and it might be somebody that costs some significant money. So if Ben is saying, look, if I do this, if I do this, maybe I just don't want to see all the money go to uh, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, Bud Dupree, and everybody on the other side of the football. Uh, I'd like to have some of that on this side of the ball as well. I'm obviously speculating here. Don't take this too seriously. But to me, that scenario makes infinitely more sense than anything conspiratorial on the Steelers' part. And the reason that there isn't progress also isn't something super dramatic. The reason that there isn't any progress is because the Steelers have no idea. None of the 32 teams in the NFL do what the salary cap is going to be. And if, if you're aware of some of the numbers that are being put forth, there's a dramatic variance. They're currently looking at something along the lines of 175, which would be a nightmare for the Steelers. Maybe something reasonable is 185. Maybe if it plays out as is being suggested in some quarters, that the league borrows against future years to raise the salary cap now, depending on the way certain ongoing TV negotiations play out, then you could be getting up into 190 or even 200. Who knows? Who knows? My point is is that if you're Colbert and Omar Khan and the people who have to do the legit bean counting, including the cap hit stuff, you have no clue. You don't even know how to approach the very first free agent, your own. Because you have no idea if you'd actually be able to pay them. That was one of the points that Colbert kept making again and again and again. He said, this is about cap compliance. Cap compliance is not optional. We can't be an exception to it. We can't 
bribe our way out of it. We have to be cap compliant. And they don't know what the cap is. Obviously, it's incumbent on Roger Goodell and the league and the Players Association to figure this out as soon as possible. Once they do, I have a feeling you'll see this Ben thing sort itself out rather quickly and without much in the way of surprises. But I could be wrong. Could be wrong. Who knows? When we come back, just one question. If you'd like to leave one, you can do that by visiting DK Pittsburgh Sports. Find the article that contains this podcast and leave it right there in comments. This segment of Daily Shot is brought to you by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garbett, Kelly, and George, LGKG. They represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need help with workers' comp, who filed for medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG have been keeping promises in our region for over 80 years. Learn more about them at lgkg.com or by calling 888-842-5454. Today's Just One Question comes from Ryan Weiss, who asks, Hey, DK, if Ben walks or they can't keep him, does Marcus Mariota make sense? Or is that not realistic? The easiest way to answer this, Ryan, is to say that the quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers in the event that Ben isn't that will be Mason Rudolph. They've made that as clear as they possibly can without insulting Ben or, uh, you know, promoting even more conspiratorial theories than are currently out there. Uh, Mason's their guy. He's, he's with them every day. They've watched him develop. They believe they've watched him, uh, get better, they believe. Colbert yesterday himself uh, cited in glowing terms Mason's performance up in Cleveland in that regular season finale, and, and I can see why. And I was up there. I was impressed, too. I wasn't sure what anybody was going to get out of him, and maybe it's just because Mason was throwing the ball downfield, but got to be honest with you. Mason was doing stuff in that game that Ben didn't do in the next game. Because he's got that rocket arm, because he's got something of an ability to move, at least to to get out of the pocket. And if he were ever able to mature with his reads, uh, with his patience, with his uh, ability to adjust and somewhat call his own shots, you could see where this is an NFL starting quarterback. All of those things that I just mentioned are conditional. Marcus Mariota and other names like that, all the way up to Deshaun Watson, are going to get floated around. They're fun. That That's fun to do. That's part of the fun of being a sports fan. I'll never knock that sort of thing. It's not practical on lots of levels, uh, even way beyond uh, or below, I should say, the ranks of someone like Deshaun. The Steelers quarterback room is already going to have Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins in it. Haskins is 
that reclamation project young type guy. You know, I mean, he was a first-round pick. Maybe he shouldn't have been. Maybe Dan Snyder should have stayed out of Washington's draft room and all that other stuff. But he came to Washington with pedigree, with first-round pedigree. And his performance in college at Ohio State was such that when he was a first-round pick, not everybody turned their nose up at it. There's talent there. So the Steelers already have one of those. They already have Mason Rudolph, who would be, if you think about it, he'd be entering a training camp, the first training camp of his, where he'd be the unquestioned number one starter. He'd be absolutely it. And I know he had that role in a long-term emergency sense in the 2019 season, but this would be different. The last thing you want if you're the Steelers is another one of those. If you're looking for another quarterback, you're looking for – I always mention Brian Hoyer whenever I think of these guys. You know, the, the classic clipboard holder that comes out and plays. But maybe I, I could go for a more uh, closer-to-home example and and bring up Charlie Bash. Charlie and Byron Leftwich and those guys are perfect veteran backups. They know and understand the game at a very high level. They've been out there, and if they're thrown into the mix – if they're forced out onto the field, you know at least that they're not going to blink. That was the beauty of having both Byron and Charlie as Ben's backups, and he loved having them around. I could see the Steelers adding that kind of player to the quarterback room, and they also don't cost very much on a cap hit. And if it gets down to it, they can either be your two or your three on a given Sunday Depending on who you'd want to be active, it would probably be the veteran, in which case Haskins would be the three guy and being inactive, kind of like in the Paxton Lynch role, which I really believe is why they got Haskins to be the next Paxton Lynch. Not that that's the goal that you give the guy. You know what I'm saying. They just see him as a, if it happens, it happens kind of project. Thanks for the question, Ryan. Thanks to everybody for listening today. And we'll do this one more time tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door, your car, your gym locker, your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.